0: I mean, you said it, Cajun. It's just a great, almost picture-perfect third quarter for Las Vegas Aces. Not sure you could have drawn it up much better if you were an Aces fan. Obviously, within reason. Because, of course, you can just say, blow them out 30 nothing in the third quarter. But, you know, of a realistic way that third quarter could have went, it probably went the best it could have for Vegas. And
1: like you said, Spencer, it was picture perfect. Sure, Brianna Stewart got hers with eight in the third quarter. But the rest of the team in that third quarter only scored eight points,
0: aside from Stewart. And, you know, Johannes hasn't made a shot in the, the second half yet. Vandersloot continues to struggle. Only three points in the game. Five is five assists.
1: And it's not that Johannes was missing shots. She only had one attempt in that for third quarter. They made and, a concerted effort to take the ball out of her hands, double teaming her at, at the the minute she got the ball.
0: And they've let Vandersloot shoot, like we talked about in the first quarter, where you were surprised they were letting Vandersloot shoot as Plum was going under screens, and now one for eight that's been a net win big time for the Aces and you're and if you're Sandy Bandalloy
1: it has to make you wonder do you stick with Vandersloot do you go with the three point guard lineup to try to like force the Aces to make adjustments or do you ride the hot hand with Johannes and little Vandersloot Van to the bench because right now as i'm looking as I'm looking at this, he's a team worst minus 14 on the floor. Meanwhile, Johannes is a team best plus eight.
0: That's basically all from her baskets. Pretty much. And again, she has just been so good. And again, I know it's easy again to just say been so good and not put into effect that, you know, she has missed a couple shots as, you know, everyone's going to actually only missed a couple. She only missed two so far. And that's that's the thing is, you know, and that brings to a point, Cage, I think you mentioned there with them going under Vandersloot. Maybe that's when you bench Vandersloot for Johannes and see if you can force Plum to go over. Mm-hmm. Because if you force Plum to go over the screen, then that would at least normally lead to or often lead to a more open screener to be able to get downhill and get to the basket. Which would be, for the Liberty, nine times out of ten, or I'd say ten times out of ten, either Jonquale Jones, former MVP, or reigning MVP Breonna Stewart.
1: Mm -hmm. And Plum with the floater in the lane. This is the Aces' biggest lead of the game at nine. We've not had a double-digit lead thus far in this game.
0: And I got to be honest here, Cage. I'm... I'm kinda not liking the idea of having a coach do an interview during the quarter. Not sure I like that because you saw Becky Hammond there on the on the broadcast here at the start of this fourth quarter, talking to her team as she's talking to the interviewers. It just, you know, doesn't seem like a good idea to me. And now
1: there's our first double-digit lead of the game. And honestly. I gotta agree with you. It's an interesting concept. It is and an I interesting that to see the coaches being interviewed during the game, but I think that should be a regular season thing when the stakes aren't at their highest. In my opinion, I
0: just think it's it's an unneeded distraction for everybody. Cause and and I'll be honest, you know. Coaches swear, and sometimes profusely, depending on which coach you you deal with. Some coaches don't, but I'd say majority do. And they have to try to think about what they're saying to you as you ask questions, watch the game as they process what's going on, tell their team to do certain things, switch certain things, whatever, all in the fact that they have to pick certain language very meticulously and particularly, or they're going to get in trouble. There's the a lot of, of factors mo- that go into that. In the heat of the moment, too, during, like, a very important game as well. Like, for me, there's just too many factors to, to take into this. Like, I would personally say no. Like, you would not catch me dead doing this in a game. Even regular season Cajun. I would say no. I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. That is an that is a over-expectation of what I'm paid to do. When I do it in between quarters, like they do the NBA, Absolutely. Absolutely. I will do the whole quarter. The whole in-between quarters. I'll let my assistant coaches do the talk. Absolutely. Between the first and second, obviously, half time a little different. You know? But I just don't I don't like it. I, I really don't like it. Because that's I just a, too many variables. That's an interesting. Seller
1: Briselli there from Chelsea Gray after throwing a dime, and I mean a dot, an absolute dime to a diving Jackie Young on the backdoor cut, forcing a timeout from Sandy Brondello as both teams get out of the timeout and a nine-hole run from the aces. And you're right. There's just way too many variables. For a head coach to do a sideline interview in the middle of a game in the middle of play
0: and then like if she cusses by accident or on purpose you know if if she pulls a shack or they pull a shack if it's if it ends up becoming an nba thing you know how how do you how do you cut that how do you get around that like i feel like you know, as a guy who got taught by John Shannon, and obviously you feel this as you can, College of Sports Media has that kind of a privilege where John Shannon is our is our professor. You know, yeah. I feel like he wouldn't like it either. And again, it's a great idea, it's a great concept, and something I really is interesting. As you said, it's very intriguing. It's just I don't think in practice, I don't think it works out as well as maybe it should. Mm. Because I think the Liberty get their first points of the or some of their first points of the quarter there with that lay-in. And I
1: noticed during that offensive possession, Plum is not paying any attention to Vandersloot on the perimeter as Clark gets her first field
0: goal of the
1: game on the hook.
0: I'm not sure if you mentioned it, Cage. Vandersluute got her second make. First from that inside make. the arc. Second make. Or maybe is
1: maybe I'm just behind behind. me.
0: What time are you at, Cajun? Seven oh seven. I'm also at seven oh seven. So I think you missed a Vandersloot make. It was the the sixty-seventh points, I believe. That was Laney. Oh now now she had her second make.
1: The jumper. That would make sense. Score is ahead of us. Both of us, might I add. And for Vandersloot, that's her fourth foul.
0: Which also adds to the pressure of her struggling from the field. Is now you got to think about if she fouls out. Mm-hmm. As I will mention, Johannes now has 18, point, uh, 18 minutes played, almost as many as Vandersloot. Yep. And obviously, has her well outpointed. 18 for Johannes, 5 for
1: Vandersloot. That's also, it was also a good sign for Vandersloot to be knocking, to knock down that jumper. But on the contrary, on the contrary, now with her four fouls. She can't really play much defense. Oh, man. The point guard. Like, they call her Chelsea Gray. And a bad pass there. And a poor... I don't know if that was a poor pass from a or... Poor court awareness there from John Quill Jones, but that turnover cannot happen. Not at this point in the game, Cage. And I think that's... And you mentioned bench play as the deciding factor in this series between... in which you ultimately picked aces and five. The main reason why I picked aces and five not because of the Chelsea Gray factor, but there's something about chemistry. Chemistry is an underrated factor. And the Aces have brought back mostly the same group that's been there and done that from last season. The Liberty, as good as they've been, the Liberty, as good as they've been and as well as they've adjusted on the fly, this is a new team. This is a new team. And as much talent as they have, against a team with just as much talent but more chemistry, that sort of chemistry, that sort of chemistry, um, what, what how do I say it? That sort of chemistry differential is is going to hurt New York as this series goes along and it's already and it and it's already
0: hurt them in the second half and you kind of saw the replay there Cajun of that mispass by the Liberty what did you think because I think that's John Quill Jones's fault yes Sabrina Inescu tried to pass the ball in too fast that that is also a factor but John Quill Jones has got to see you are the closest player to the ball and everyone else is gone. So one of the few things I hate, it, I hate as a basketball spectator and bas- aspiring basketball coach is when a player, they, they, the opposing team hits a shot and somebody goes to inbound the ball and no one, not one person on the floor goes to receive the ball. Mm-hmm. Like cage, what is the first thing you do? And they give a basketball. Get the ball in. I'd rather have everyone try to get the ball in first than no one try to get the ball in first. Because there's no point in go sitting in the corner if the ball's not in play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of was talking
1: about the play in, of play in place, but that's on Jones. But you're right, that is on Jones. Like, you're literally. Running up the floor, looking at the basket with no court awareness whatsoever, not realizing the balls right there. and credit Kelsey Plum. she uh, she could have just jogged back on defense and not noticed it, but she forced the issue. But that's on Jones. you can't that can't happen, especially in the finals. It's inexcusable during the regular season. It's it's especially inexcusable during in Game One of the WNBA Finals. That can't happen.
0: And it's just the continuing the litany of mistakes that have costed this this Liberty team in the second half. They've scored twenty points total in the second half. Las mm. Vegas double. They're at forty. And that is how the Aces have gone from being down by three in the, at the half to up by, I'm trying to do the quick math here, Cage, 15, 17. it looks like. 17. 17.
1: And it's just... We're, we're, we're seeing some bit checks here from... Now,
0: Cajun, can I can I can I say it? Am I am I allowed to say it? Go ahead. I could care I couldn't care less, Cajun, about their fits. I could it does does not matter to me in these slides. I don't want to see it. If I was in the truck, I wouldn't put that on air. I don't want to see it. Cuz personally, Cajun, for me I think they ought be wearing suits or dresses. You know, whatever formal wear they would like to wear. They actually have the option. Men don't. You have to wear suits. Well, I guess you have the option. If you want to wear a dress, you could. I mean... I don't think it's for formal, but, you know, if you want to wear a dress to grad, I'll, I'll let you. Or, or, or what, what we've seen in the NBA with Westbrook. Uh, those aren't dresses. Those are ugly. <laughs> or what Kyle Kuz was worn. And you, those you are also really, just ugly. You, you really want to go there? <laughs> And, that, and that's what I mean, Cajun. They should be wearing suits, period. Across the board. Oh, what a pass
1: there from, I believe that was Chelsea grade to Kelsey Plum.
0: And basically uh, this fourth quarter, until that May, Cajun, it was 19-4 in favor of the Aces in that run. That makes amazing. it 19-6. For those of you that
1: need quick math, that was 69-64. Five and as the broadcast just mentioned, nine assists for the point guard Chelsea Gray on in what is her thirty-first birthday.
0: I will quickly say, Cajun, it was ninety-six. It was at uh, uh, forty-nine, forty-six at the half, and before that run, it was sixty-nine,
1: sixty-five before. That and one from Jackie Young.
0: So it it has just been all aces in the second half, which kind of takes the wind out of the sails of how to how much this series has this game has lived up to our expectations. Because now it's kind it's kind of gotten to a blowout as the aces now go up by as much as twenty one in this fourth quarter with the ace with the Liberty timeout. But as you mentioned, the exper I, I not only that the chemistry and the experience. Again, this is the first time this team's been in the finals since 2002, since I was mm-hmm. born. So 21 years, Cage. If you can imagine that, your old head. You know, so this is a learning experience for this team. Even though Brianna Stewart's won, Jonquil Jones, you know, is an experienced player. It's still a learning experience as a team and as for some of their young players like SQ and, and et cetera. And Vandersloot won it, I believe, in
1: 21
0: with the Chicago Sky. Yep. With, Candace, Parker, Candace Parker was actually on that team too. Ironic. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. I, I believe Vandersloot won it with her now technically finals enemy in Candace Parker with the Sky a couple of years back but obviously Parker is not playing in this series due to foot surgery. So, it only is one of the two main cogs in that Chicago Sky Championship. And again, the best part is, why did Candace Parker go to the Las Vegas Aces from the Chicago Sky? To win championships. And again, they showed, they show you said uh, touchdown pass. Uh, uh, there's Tom Brady.
1: No, Yeah, got to call
0: her. Back on the... the- you got to call her
1: Chelsea Brady
0: after this uh, highly efficient performance. And they're going to call that foul. Ooh, and one goes Las Vegas Aces player that tried to get that block. And that was Gray who kind of got hit in the face. And you mentioned Gray. Gray's got 15 points, six rebounds, and seven assists with a couple steals to boot. On rather efficient shooting. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got, ooh, and there's the slap down from Stewart. Obviously not intentional, you wouldn't say, but definitely caught her full in the face. As Stewart only makes one, rebounded by the Aces, and now they'll get to uh, Plum and they'll go down the floor. Is that bad one bad. missed by gray, by Plum? Pardon me. Cajun's now back. And I think some family's about to show up here, Cage, My parents are on their ways Again, this is Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, our graduation's on Tuesday, so my sister and her husband and my nephew are in town. My parents are back in the province. And they're on their way here. I know they're They should be here relatively soon. They're making about a three to three and a half hour drive. I'm not including 401 traffic here in the TO, so it could be a lot longer than that, but I'm just trying to think of where they're coming from to where they're going. That's a uh, tough—I was going to say— Wait, they didn't whistle that? Whoa, 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 Cajun. Whoa, 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 Becky Hammond's halfway on the floor. I think she's got a point, Cage. I don't know how they own oh, their pulling away, Becky Hammond. Yo, Alicia Clark and Chelsea Gray are trying to grab away their coach right now. She's not having a little laugh with her players, but yo, that was blatant how they didn't call that, Cage.
1: Uh, we got to see if she had both feet off the ground.
0: Yeah, she did. She did. She did. That it that is an up and down. How do you not call that?
1: And throws that water bottle. Whoever is sponsoring who whoever's sponsoring that water bottle that's in her hands is not too pleased with that. Oh man. That how do you miss a call like that?
0: How do you miss that? And I know. The, the foot came off a little bit, but that's what you're looking at. You're looking at the shooter. You have to see that she's halfway up. Like she's getting up in the air. I, I can't believe that. Cause normally when coaches and teams get that up at you by a call, you're normally right. Normally you're right. Now I'd say eight to seven times out of 10, the ref's right. But there's those times where you're like, but like that, you got to, you have a whistle there. That, that's, that's, that is an up and down, and, and not, the entire it, it, it was written for the Las Vegas Spanish. So obviously, all the Vegas players saw it, and they were all incensed, and you saw their honestly, and get grabbed. Bro-
1: honestly, looking at the broadcast, that could not have been more obvious. That could not be more obvious,
0: and. I know I didn't an or announce the the, uh, the allegation against um, Inescu until we saw the replay, but I thought at first, that that's why I, I stopped and thought they blew the whistle and then realized they didn't and the Liberty lay the ball in. Which, in a game where the difference right now with that basket by Stewart is 18, I know it really doesn't matter with three minutes left in this game, even though, of course, if the Liberty make this game a lot closer, it will matter at the end of the day. But still, at first I thought they blew the whistle because the ref started pointing, and I thought, okay, he whistled it, and then realized he didn't, and I think was yelling at Becky Hammond, because Becky Hammond, of course, as you saw after the play, when she got held back by Gray and Clark, was incensed, if they didn't blow the whistle, and Cajun, I'll be honest, I don't get mad at referees very often. I don't. When I watch a game, I don't pay attention to them. Late whistles do aggravate me. They will always aggravate me because if you wait and my team gets halfway down the floor and then you blow the whistle, then I want to rip your head off. But when it's a blatant miscall, call, like a double-dribble, or an up and down, like you gotta blow that as you see there, Gray and Clark pulling back Becky Hammond in a little group hug. As she's mic'd up there. I saw a little laugh. as now they're gonna call I think a technical against Becky Hammond. So Inescu will get a, a free free throw out of it Is and it, it, makes it.
1: I thought that was gonna be a ball don't
0: lie moment, but the rim but the ball but the rim had other ideas. Yeah, the ball just kept rolling. Well, no, the call that call is right, Cajun. It was, you know, technical going against the uh, going against Becky Yaman. You can't do that. You can't yell at the referee. You can't be outside of the restricted area like that. Those yeah, are things you can't I... do too. But yeah, but, but you but, also can't but, jump but, in but, the air but, and then come back down to the ground.
1: <laughs> but with that being said, what really aggravates me? Why was that? Why was that aggravation in the first place? Because you missed a call like that.
0: And now the Liberty make it fourteen, and and it's
1: Vandersloot taking advantage of Kelsey uh, uh, of the Vegas defense going under on her, and this might not mean as much as Gray may have just put the, hit the dagger or ended any possibility of a possible Liberty comeback. But VanderSloot knocking down all these shots right now. As well as, I believe that was Laney knocking down that shot too. What makes that a little bit more dangerous is that, is now that they're getting their offense rolling, it remains to be seen, like, can that continue for game two? Maybe oh, get right. some confidence, confidence going for game two.
0: Liberty, you take another timeout. But I want to mention, the Aces are three points away from hitting a th- hitting 100 in this one. But... I'm still kind of angry at that up-and-down call, Cage. I'll be honest. And I know I shouldn't be, because the game is well out of reach, you'd expect, for the Liberty. You were there with but a minute and a half left in this fourth quarter. But... Mm-hmm. I just... I... I'd be so mad, especially if I saw it. If I didn't see it, one of my guys was mad about it, or one of my girls was mad about it, I wouldn't it wouldn't really affect me. Oh, we'll just keep playing. But if I saw it, you know, when you see that double dribble and the ref doesn't call it, you know, you're like, reread the rule book, please. Come back and reread the rule book and come back. We'll get somebody else. Where's one of the fans? Take one of the fans out. Go read re- and reread the rule what, book. I, come back. And I think you know what aggravates me the most? Yes, her
1: reaction more into the tech, but you already. But I think if you mess up a call like that, that's got to be looked at. That, that that reaction, if you're a ref, has to turn a blind eye because it's clear as day that you messed up a call, and then you want to compound it by calling the tech.
0: And you know what's kind of funny. As cage. Warranted as I could. And what's kind of funny is uh, Kel- Kelsey Plum, 10 for 19 from the floor. And Courtney Vandersloot's bad shooting night is kind of taken away from Kelsey Plum, who's gone one for seven from three. As the Aces and, sit a couple of their better players, I think that is Young and Wilson right now on the sidelines, who will probably be down for the rest of the game you'd expect.
1: And honestly, And honestly, those three guards combined for 70 points. And we were talking about Kelsey Plum, Kelsey Gray, but Jackie Young. My bad. My bad. not My bad for not bringing bringing you up in this conversation. She might like. She might be in the early running for Finals MVP after this performance. Cause man.
0: I think that's the say my name,
1: Cajun. I think, that, I think that's that moment. Put some respect on my name moment. But. What was Shaq saying? What, what was Shaq saying? Was say? I wasn't familiar with your game, my bad. And
0: then I also mentioned Chelsea Gray's got 20, 16, and 9. That's six rebounds and nine assists. And I want to mention Cajun. So we talked about our matchups. So let's go through them a little bit here with 120 left in this game. Both free throws made for the Aces. I said it would be an Inescu and Plum. Inescu's got six. Plum's got 26. Mm-hmm. That's a 20-point so swing in favor of the that. Aces. You said Gray and Vandersloot, and that is a 5-point, 5. 5 5-to-20-point deficit in favor of Gray. So, not saying that you and I are... Right, because this series has to continue, and we still got a lot of a lot of basketball to play. But in game one, you and I could not have been more right about matchups being very important between position groups, because Wilson's got nineteen, and Stewart's got eighteen, so you knew they were going to get theirs, exactly what you and I said. But it's don't everybody don't else, the first half, but she's only got fourteen, which is more than the center centers between Stokes and Clark but still it isn't enough to make up for the two guards plus the small forward in Jackie Young who's also got 26 tied with Plum and Laney who's had 11 had a lot better second half but it really struggled in that first half as Ooh. basically everybody's come off the bench cage basically everybody's getting a chance to play here in the WNBA finals, the last minute of play. There is no longer, I think, a starter in this game. Or actually, it looks, yeah, I would be right in saying that, Cage. It looks like everybody's off in this fourth quarter.
1: And it remains to be seen if they're just gonna
0: dribble out the clock or no
1: know, they they,
0: they No they were gonna try so I you might as well you got the bench out there, Cage. Might as well try to run something, try to execute. But I'm for again uh, openly four as the Liberty will run out the clock, and that'll do it. Four game one of the WNBA finals, the Las Vegas Aces 9982 winners in this one. And you know what was really interesting?
1: As uh, like at the end of that at the end of that game, both coaches giving each other respect. Now I'm all for it, but you never really see that until the end of the series. I the would agree part. for the most part. So very interesting to see, but kind of
0: kind of kind of a welcome change of pace. I just want to mention this is a six and oh now. Las Vegas Aces team in the playoffs. They have not lost yet. Mm-hmm. As a couple of the Aces players go see a couple of the Nets players, I believe that's, I want to say Cam Johnson, as well as Mikhail Bridges, both former sons. Yes. And now they're talking to the, the two leading scorers, and Young and Plum, who both had 26 in the game. The leading scorer for Liberty was Stewart with 18. Or pardon me with twenty one. I think, I think it was Plum Plum and Young with twenty
1: six, and Gray had twenty.
0: Oh, pardon me. Yes, I I meant Plum and Young had both had twenty six. Gray had twenty, as you said, and the leading for this for uh for the Liberty was Stewart with twenty one.
1: And talk about a birth and talk about a birthday stat line.
0: Thirty one years young.
1: Twenty points, seven rebounds, nine assists.
0: I got exactly. six rebounds on score cage. Oh. So where where are you seeing seven from?
1: Okay, now I'm seeing now I'm seeing six. Um, now I'm seeing six. Um, I think I think like during the middle of the game they said twenty seven and nine. I guess they just a rebound in the midst of it.
0: Probably, they like doing that. That's actually a playoff career high there for Young. And um. To continue Gray's stat line. She also had two st- or two blocks with only one foul. So Gray was a mainstay. And I do want to mention this, Cage. Yep. I talked about the bench, I think, being a, a contributing factor. In this game, Clark was the only player that came off the bench until the end of the fourth quarter for the Las Vegas Aces. Clark played 28 minutes off the bench. Well, Stokes mm-hmm. started and played only 21. The Liberty played Johannes 19 minutes, Thornton 8 minutes, and a couple other, obviously their other bench players came on at the very last minute. But still, the bench for the Liberty played more than I expected than they had in the previous series. And I know because these games were a little more lopsided in the second half, maybe that contributed to that. But still, Johannes played 10 minutes in the first half and played great and earned those minutes. But... The Liberty kind of shortened up their bench in this one, so I wonder if that will play a factor as this series goes on. Because Young played 37 minutes, Gray played 37 minutes, Plum mm-hmm. played 36 minutes, and Cajun. I got to go back here for a second as we as we start to wrap up. I think I just saw a cue there from the guy behind one of the guys behind the camera, one of the producers or assistants in production here yep. for the game one of the WNBA Finals. I'm only going back because I, I want to be able to see it, to see it in real time, Cage. As the first half is exactly what we expected. And he definitely is throwing up some cues here, as I think he was trying to count them in. And actually, I think he was. I think he counted them into five and then pointed to the camera, ironically. Mm-hmm. But... As they throw to their end-of-game panel, live from Las Vegas, I think when with this. The first half was exactly what we wanted and exactly what we expected. The second half was everything but. With the Las Vegas Aces winning the second half by a score, as I try to do the quick math in my head again, Cage, that would be 53 to—I believe that would be 30—to be 33, yeah. So a 20 point win in the fourth quarter, or in the second half, pardon me, by the Las Vegas Aces. They won the they won the third quarter, 26 16. They won the fourth quarter, 27 17. So they won both quarters by 10, equaling out to equaling out to 20. As I did there with the math. So
1: let me make this, me make this an interesting. Let me. I think I have an interesting analogy for how this game went. The first half, as a basketball fan, was what we expected. The second half, scheme wise, team wise, was what we should have expected. In which the team, one, the home team, and two, the team that is more cohesive, chemistry wise, throughout the year through, throughout the year who have won a championship the previous year and have been there and done that took over so the first half was as a basketball fan what we expected the second half team wise scheme wise was what we should have expected
0: and maybe what we might get cage I'll quickly end with this what do you expect for game 2 staying in Las Vegas it'll be Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, what do you think is going to happen in game two? Do you think Liberty make it 1-1, or do you think the Aces make it 2-0? Because if the Aces make it 2-0 on Wednesday, mark my words here, I'll say it again tomorrow, we 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 kind of just have an overview of the game, really slight overview, but just an overview uh, overview of the game when we do our poll opposites regularly scheduled episode tomorrow, October 9th. I think if the Aces win game two, this series goes no longer than four. I don't think Liberty would win both in New York. I don't think that's. I don't think I don't think that's possible
1: So,, yeah, that's bold, that that is bold.
0: I don't think Liberty can win both in New York, in Brooklyn. So before you answer, Want to mention Gray, Plum, and Young are the first trio in WNBA Finals history to each have 20 points and five rebounds in the same game. So again, continuing to break history in this season are the Liberty and the Aces. So go ahead, Cage. What do you expect for Game Two?
1: What do I expect for Game Two? One for the back for the Liberty backcourt to play a lot better because you cannot play any worse than this.
0: You I think cannot. it was. They think they just showed Cajun 28. Points for the Liberty backcourt, 72 for the Aces backcourt. That can't happen. I expect them
1: to be better. And there was something interesting that I saw in that fourth quarter. They were still going under on Courtney VanderSloot on those jumpers, but she was actually making them. And confidence is is a fickle thing that comes and goes. But if you have confidence, if you have all the confidence in the world – more often than not, you're not you you are not you're going to make more than miss. And the fact that she she has a couple of shots knocked down, and that she saw the ball she she saw the she saw the ball go into the net a couple of times late in that fourth quarter, maybe that might be a precursor to what to expect for game two. Maybe you can't go underneath on Dennis Lute anymore because she's going to knock that and knock those shots down. And I think for UNESCO that's your first taste of finals experience. Cause we seem to forget she she's young
0: only in her third year,
1: only in her third year. And he's going to have a lot more moments on, on the biggest stage like this. So I expect her to be better. I expect
0: her to be better. I expect Laney to be better. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you said Vandersloot suit as well, but Vander's has got to be better. I think she's the main one Kate. She's got to be better. She had, mm. she had 10 in the end and had a good end of the game. And and Eske only had seven points, five rebounds, five assists. But Vandersmith has to start better, has to force Plum to go over the screens rather than under the screens, or the Liberty are always gonna have problems. And I think and, th- and I think and I think
1: you gotta establish Brianna Stewart and John Quo Jones early. That's the biggest advantage that the Liberty have is to get them going on the inside and to and to establish their presence on the inside, instead of taking mid-range jumpers, they do that early on. This gets this gets very interesting very quick and could be the key to a game to win. Now, if you're the aces, accord has got to play like they did today. And for, but also, the bench has to show up. Alicia Clark has to play better.
0: I couldn't agree more. We also got to see if the Aces go a little longer of a bench instead of just playing six players. I expect they will, but they do have a lot—quite a long break. Again, three days till Game Two, Wednesday, 8 p.m. back in Vegas. Is game it Game Two p.m. or Nine? I thought it was eight. I will rush quickly to check. It will be at 9 p.m. That's my bad. So 9 p.m. on Wednesday, October 11th, Aces versus Liberty, and again that's 9 p.m. Eastern, so 6 p.m. Pacific. Hopefully, you and I will be back able to record it, but that might what be a one, game. That might be one of those things where I have to join you midway through. Well, we'll see if I have to do it all by my lonesome, but with that, my dog is here. I can hear him rustling outside. My parents are obviously then here, so... With that, Cage, Liberty lose 99-82 in Game 1. They're going to need to win Game 2. We'll talk about more about this tomorrow on, on The Polar Opposites. Yep. But for Cage and Theroux, Danny Kaslam, I'm Spencer Byers. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live reactions to the Liberty versus the New York Aces to start off the WNBA Finals here on The Outrage, Inc.